0: This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context.
1: Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Billif and I'm here with one of my favorite people in the whole universe, managing partner, co-founder of Pro CFO Partners, Hale Fardi, who is one of the smartest people in the room, whatever room she's in. Hale, I just asked you a question, and already your wheels got spinning, and I said, wait, we got to hit record because i want to i want everyone to be able to benefit from this in real time what do you think is new or different or changing for how companies are planning and thinking about goals and strategy in 2022 as we're kind of in the fall here of 2021 we're getting ready for 2022 maybe as a result of the pandemic maybe as a result of changing workforce dynamics changing expectations for the workforce what are you seeing out there what are you sensing? What's new and different?
2: Uh, uh, right before you hit record, I was thinking about your question and I thought it's more internal. And what I mean by that is it's personal.
0: Mm. It's not business. Mm.
2: And it's a it's a huge difference. It's a huge difference in how corporations run it. It's personal because it's about personnel. Like you're talking about the great um, resignation or it's personal because you're not in an office with people. So you have to really personally connect with them. And it's personal because boy, has it been a year of reflection for everyone uh, on what it means to work and how we work. So that's, I've noticing that across all of our clients and our network, as we move into, into fall and our annual planning session.
1: I think that's fascinating. Do you feel like that is connected to, we've talked before about how, um, you know covid wasn't so much a change agent as an accelerator if you had issues they were just laid real bare real quickly you didn't have the luxury of fixing things on on the other hand if you were an innovative iterative company you got to flex that you got to to have that strength uh, really show do you feel like some of the things you're sharing about how it's personal how is that connected to culture and the culture that companies uh, maybe maybe performance or something was a nice glaze over some cultural issues or those with really strong cultures have found, yeah, this is a challenge, but we're still, the, the human dynamic is still really central to what we're
2: doing. I want to answer that broader. I think it has to do with the American culture. The American culture is a new culture. Interesting. So go back to other cultures in their first 200 years. Uh, that's about survival and identity and um, community and so if you take America, I don't know, and then compare it to other cultures and how they work, they take an afternoon off. I mean, I was in Greece. We were talking about it last night. We were doing barbecue, right, with my sister and we're reminiscing. And in Greece, I cut my thumb and went to the hospital and it was between 12 and 2. <laughs> so the doctors were not working in the hospital. I mean, that's the limit to which they take it where they sent us to a pharmacy, told us to hold the thumb above my head until the doctors came back. And that's when you're talking about an old culture, right? Um, Where you're not in survival mode all the time. And if anything, if last year taught us anything, is that um, survival is to survive and live. And as we're all figuring out how our businesses survived, we actually relearned how to live. And, And I see that change in our annual planning.
1: That's that's fascinating. And I feel like the great resignation, which is this idea that folks just aren't coming back to work, or I'm not coming back to this job. I'm gonna go find something that's more fulfilling. And I, I think it's taken a lot of businesses and a lot of experts and a lot of economists by surprise. Do you feel like that's a reaction to kind of this? You're right. I mean, in America, we are I was just talking about this on Labor Day with my daughter. Uh, You know, we we aren't great at taking the weekend off and we're not great at not doing 12, 13, 14 hour work days. Just we collective uh, Americans. And you're right. There are other cultures, other countries where it's like, look, uh, we take two hours off. We don't work on Fridays. We take a vacation and we mean it. Um, You know, we're not online the whole time we're on vacation. We are. And that's not just the norm. It is would be out of norm to do that. It would be sort of You'd you'd be misfitting into things if you did that. Do you feel like we're, I don't know, is is the pendulum as you're thinking about those goals and planning and you're starting to operate around that? Do we see a pendulum shift, a uh, swing here, or a, a sort of paradigm shift?
2: We absolutely do, and as you said, yes, they do take August off. Yes, they do have a year of maternity and paternity, if not two years off, in the formative years of their children's life. Yes, 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 and it's not COVID related. Uh, as you said, it's the accelerator, it's millennial related. Mm. Um, It is, uh, we could have huffed and puffed and blown the house down. All we wanted about this new generation of workforce. When you're talking to them, they're now the expert and they say, you know, it won't work that way now. It's not us saying, oh my God, we can't work with the millennials. They're actually no longer in their twenties and thirties. They've been in the workforce five years, seven years, and they're telling us, you know, it won't work that way.
1: Fascinating. And they're leaders now. They are the managers. They're they are they're the startup founders. They're the people who are going to instill the new cultures. So getting getting into the sort of nuts and bolts of business planning, what do I do with that? How does that shape or shift how I should be thinking, maybe not just about 2022, but as you like to think about three years, even further out? This Gen Z is, is no less transformative than millennials and they're going to be, you know, a powerful presence here in the next half a decade. Where do I, what do I do with this? Maybe I find it scary. Maybe I am a, maybe I'm old school. Maybe I'm a boomer just doing my best. What do I do with some of these huge changes?
2: If you're a boomer, doing your best, do what boomers do. I mean, I wouldn't mind going back to Mad Men time and coming home and being served a cocktail at five o'clock, being done and being served the dinner. Believe me, you, yeah, I would love, I would love walking in, having hanging my hat and getting a cocktail. You know, I don't drink, but whatever, whatever that looks for you. Um, but um, that it is a. You know, for what it is, I am that generation where we are a generation that are dying off. Mm -hmm. I'm in that generation. So whether I can make it a pretty picture, but we're on the last third of our lives. And uh, as we're doing that, we can we can adapt or become extinct. And if we want to work into our 70s and 80s, like my father did, we better adapt. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we have so much to contribute. There is wisdom in it. Uh, my 23-year-old is on her way to London right now for grad school, and she said, "Mom, I notice you're getting slower." I said, "Yes, because I'm wiser."
1: <laughs> said, you know? That's powerful, Holly. That's
0: actually
2: <laughs> it, is. it is. I you know, I was getting slower around technology. I said, "Yeah, you know," but I am also. I didn't even say "but." I said, "Yes, I'm wiser." Uh, so I, I don't think we should lose that wisdom, but in order for This workforce and this generation to work with us, it cannot be the old way. And I want to take it for the purpose of our conversation today. And it can't be about 2022. Mm. It has to be about 2024. So we've already had these conversations, Chris, where we say, okay, what is your five-year goal? What is your vision for the company? What is the infinite game? All the things that we hear in the marketplace, build a good to last, build to last, good to great. Yes, all of those things are true when it comes to annual planning, the company that we're running in 2024, 2025, our models show those numbers.
0: Hmm.
2: Our models are tracking us to that. And our activities are activities that make sure that when we're in 2024 and 2025, we have built, we are on track for that. We're not just zooming in. In 2024, we want to be here. We have 24 months, 36 months. And is each activity getting us to that month 24 and 25? So we need to have some measurable targets around that to manage it, some KPIs. So that's the accountant and the CFO side of it. The other CFO side of it is when I say go internal, and it is about the people, especially in light of last year and and what's happening in the workforce, it's take a look at the movies. It's changed. Mm. You know, DEI is real. And that's the only way that you're actually going to succeed by not eliminating two thirds of the population that are the best, that actually embracing those differences, that actually bringing in those cultural insights, that actually learning from their history of how did they make a bazaar work with six brothers selling the same emeralds and all of them flourishing. Let's bring some of that knowledge into our workplace. How are they surviving on the African continent in the middle of war? How are they taking care of others in their community? And when we do that internally in our companies, I believe that the work becomes pleasurable. It becomes personal. It's fulfilling. And we all make money because I'm a CFO because (laughs) we all make money.
1: That is, I mean, it brings us back to this idea of culture, and it brings us back to this idea of personal. And I think you're absolutely right. Um, when we have more diverse minds in the room, helping us to see issues and, and, and problems from different perspectives, it only helps. And it's interesting where there is resistance to that. It's almost always a surface resistance instead of a good business decision. Um, and I I feel like as you're sharing some of this, if I sort of start to I don't know. Find the theme. Well, t- what what's made you f- sort of what's what's been the instigator for this? Look, we got to start thinking twenty four, twenty five. Is it because the um, the trajectory is getting longer, like we need more runway now to get off the ground, or is it because uh, the issues or problems present today are going to most manifest themselves? 24, 36 months from now, and we're trying to, or the opportunities, and we're trying to take advantage. What's driving some of that new, or at least new to me, thought for you?
0: Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment ProCFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com.
2: Um, so it's not new and we're not fortune tellers, right, of what happens. Numbers do tell a story, but and we can tell part our short term future. But I don't know what's going to happen in 24, uh, 20, 24 2025. There are a couple of things I joke and say, you know, when some what is it called? That Starbucks drink, the chai latte, the pumpkin chai latte. The minute I hear that in the news, I know it's annual planning time. Oh great. (laughs) So that's my trigger. That's my trigger for year end planning. (laughs) And even that language needs to change. Year end planning. Right. It's not year end planning. It's strategic planning, future strategic planning. So why am I saying those years? Because it's never been clients still, customers, companies still come to us for annual budgeting. And 30 years in, and 30 of us, 40 of us, 30 years in. It's never about budgeting. It's always about what are we budgeting for? And I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, Nelson and I share this little comic that it's all these executives sitting around the table. And it says, you know, if we spend eight dollars on marketing and twelve dollars on sale, we'll have five dollars left over for pizza. You know, and this is the this is the caption and it's like they're budgeting for pizza. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's what they are budgeting for. And and it's really important as a company of CFOs are now in a different role that Nelson and I play, that we we ask that question. And because when you say, what's your objective, what's your purpose, it's too heady. We say, where do you want to be in 2025? Hmm. And that becomes, you know, tangible for them. Because they can think out or plan out 24 months with the same team, with the same product, navigating or pivoting as, as we that they can grab. But if I'm sitting in a one hour meeting and saying, What's your infinite built to last idea? that's just too heady. And there's reflection, executive coaches need to get involved. You know, you have to look at all of your team. It just makes it manageable.
1: What I hear sort of is, as I said then before, kind of this overarching theme is, um, tell me if you agree with this, not just think bigger, but sort of be bigger, act bigger. Uh, whether that's about your, your goals, why are you here? What is, what is important to you? Is it pizza or is it something else? Uh, your people, your teams, uh, who you're bringing into the room and why. Uh, your culture, your the way that you're treating people, the, the way that people are showing up and your expectations of them, these are all bigger than uh, let's look at the charts and graphs for the revenue that we have planned for 2022. And I think you're right. The companies that figure that out are going to be the high performers and the most in demand, the most... Um, uh, accessible for hiring the most, uh, you know, probably profitable in the future than those that continue to think as we go back to this Mad Men era, okay, let's do our year end planning and get our checks and balances in order for the next year. And we'll just keep thinking like that might have worked in the 80s. It's not the thing to do now. Do you agree with that? That sort of big.
2: Absolutely. There's a couple of things I want to talk about in that people who plan that way are planning their bonuses.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: You know, when you have executives in a room planning those numbers and those budgets, they're planning their compensation. If I do this and I have this, this is how much I will make. Wow. Okay. That's really how it was. It's how I, what we would do, what I would do. You know, your profit sharing. That's how we engaged our team. Sure. Profit sharing, bonuses, 8% of your base salary, 10% of your base salary. And that would go into the budgeting, whatever we sold. Widgets, rabbits, whatever. You know, the budgeting was around what's left over and how do we divvy up that pie. And this workforce doesn't care and their piece of the pie isn't big enough. Mm -hmm. And we need them to get to wherever we want to go. So, So. that's one thing I wanted to say. Then the word bigger. Remember, we were once we had a conversation about pivot versus audacity. Yeah, you yeah. loved you.
1: You loved the idea of pivot, in which she didn't. That was a joke. Yeah, I, did.
2: <laughs> I feel bigger is the same. Bigger is external, and we started this conversation with its internal. It's personal. Okay, you don't have to be bigger to be more profitable.
1: Even smaller might be the better word.
2: That's right. That's
1: more right. intimate. Yes, mm.
2: you don't have to be bigger to have a greater impact. You don't have to be not have the number of employees for everybody to make money. Uh, we actually have a client who's doing that. They keep saying, okay, we want to grow, we need to add more employees. No, they don't. They need to, they need to put out some products. They, it's um professional services, but they need to say this service costs this much. And it's the same two people.
0: Hmm.
2: You see, it's just the The gradient, the quality of the service, the level of depth of analysis is different. So it's two different people, but it's still two people. You don't need to throw eight people at it.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, So, of course, we're speaking in generalities, but that's the. So when we approach and um, annual planning and you've spoken with so many of our CFOs, you see they're all introspective. You see that. Most of them are sitting across the table from executives, from business owners, and asking the questions: "What are we trying to accomplish here?" It's and
1: a personal question. You it's know, a personal
2: question. It's a personal it's, question. Even, even if the answer is a one hundred million dollars, which to this day, believe it or not, we still hear that all the time. That's still the magic number. And and we'll we'll give them a budget and a forecast for hundred million dollars, and we'll tell them why if they don't look internally to staffing, to diversity, to diversification, to the way we work, that 100 million won't be achieved. So at ProCFO Partners, we call that your strategic map. So first, why and what are we doing? Then we build a strategic map for year three in this particular case this year, we're finding that year three is very, we can hold on to that, there's a there to that, And then we do the 2022 planning, and then of course we do organizational execution. It is part of our annual planning. Is the people part of it? The people. How do we do it? Uh, And that makes all the difference for us. And again, you sit and have a conversation with Nelson and I. Yes, we have already have 2022 planned. We've done it. Strategic map. We have our quarterly goals. We have our staffing but we're talking about 2024 because that's our role as leaders in the organization. And now we're gonna engage our team.
1: And what are your expectations for the team? Where where does this this idea of uh, culture and diversity and uh, personal connection, how does that fit in at Pro CFO Partners?
2: approachable partners i mean sometimes our teams think we meet too much remember we're virtual and we're all across the country yeah. um, for us my, top of mind right now i missed the 39th birthday so top of mind you can see where i live i, I sent a belated 39th birthday so first of all i want that personal side of it to be at the forefront and i don't want to miss someone's 39th birthday <laughs> uh, when i had a meeting with them that day so that that's the personal side of it but For us, it's we know we're going to the market with something new and we did two workshops. I was in New York. Nelson was in Chicago. We don't introduce our our IP or our framework to the market without having full input from the CFOs because it's their tool. So they are absolutely critical to our development of our market tools, our framework. And we took two months prior to prepare it. We sat with them. We worked the workshop with them. We met with them thereafter, showed them the, it's a one page, you know, this is how the flywheel works. And, and then when we presented it to them, they built it with us. Mm. Uh, we know in 2024 where we want it to be, but we can't in 2024 say, and by the way, la la. It's and that is a madman kind of way, right? They would develop it, they would sit with the advertisers, and they would go to the salespeople and they would say, Okay, sell the you know, whatever it is, uh, universal remote. And the salespeople, do you need a universal remote? And it just doesn't work that way anymore because they don't need the salesperson or the CFO, they can go online. And they can type in universal remote and and then they can see the reviews. So it has to be meaningful. It has to be fulfilling and they have to be part of the process. They have to be um, enrolled and engaged. They need to know where we're going in 2024. They don't care.
1: Collaborative and connected. Collaborative
2: and connected.
1: This conversation is a great sort of representation. If you're listening or you're watching this is not what you hear uh, from whatever you thought you would hear from a CFO. This is how this is what I love about pro CFO partners. This is what I love about you, uniquely, Holly, is you think about things in such a unique uh, you know powerful perspective, and it brings so much value to uh, I'm sure, to your clients, but even just to me, I mean, to the people that you talk to, I always feel like I'm learning something new whenever we have a conversation and I value that. And I know from talking about all the clients uh, that we've talked to, how different every time I talk to them, I say, was it different than you expected? And they're like, didn't expect it at all. She came in and did this and this and this, and we were suddenly looking at everything from a completely different perspective or Mike Durney or, you know, Dan Bartley, it doesn't matter which pro CFO partner we're talking about. There's a, a culture of, uh, of change, um, not just in the doing, but in the thinking. And as you pointed out in the questions that you ask, and I'm so proud of you. That's, so, that's, so, uh, that's such a powerful way to conduct business today. And it is so needed. And uh, I hope that those that are listening and watching are, are thinking, we need a little bit of that because it's different than what we've been doing. It's powerful stuff.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Holly yeah. Fardy from Proservo Partners. It's always so great to connect with you and I could talk to you for 2 hours and uh, we'll do that someday. We're just going to we're just going to have a mega episode. But thanks for your time today and thanks for your generosity Thank you. and thanks for your leadership as always.
2: Oh my god, Chris. Thank you so much. Thank you. I always love talking with you.
0: Thanks for listening and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.